Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to our weekly edition of 52 Players. Frank McKay here with the senator representing Long Island and Suffolk County from the second senatorial district in New York State. Mario Matera is our very special guest. And uh, he's, uh, listen, he's, a, he's an independent thinker, and so many people have been excited since he got there. And uh, one of those people who, when you say breath of fresh air, uh, certainly that, uh, that expression applies here. Mario Matera, Senator, how are you? Frank McKay and all listeners, I'm doing great. I thank you. I could be doing better. You know what's happening right now, what's going on up in Albany. But um, I just appreciate all the listeners, and I thank all my constituents in the 2nd Senate District for really, really backing me and supporting me. Um, it's been overwhelming this past year, Frank. Well, yeah, it's been it's been a crazy couple of years here, and and certainly this last year has been has been crazy. But uh, let's assume that we don't know what's going on in Albany. What, what's it like in the Senate right now? I know it's a little, uh, it, it's it's a little unorthodox, and it's got to be a very difficult way to govern. Uh, give us a give us kind of a uh, bird's eye view, or at least a uh, an up close view of what we would be looking at if we were there in Senate chambers. Okay, so there it is. I'm a newly elected official, um, you know, came from the labor, you know, being a business agent with the Plumbers Union, which I still am, but being, being somebody that really doesn't know the lay of the land, you know, um, and I'm very um, excited that I got the endorsement from my predecessor, John Flanagan, Senator Flanagan, which I speak to all the time, by the way. Um, but, you know, going up to Albany, um, especially what happened with COVID, I don't know any better because what's happening is you can't get into the chamber. You have to only this five Republicans are allowed in the chamber at a time instead of this old 63 and five Democrats at the same time. And then you switch back and forth on um, a lot of Zooms. Um, and again, uh, Frank, I've never had this before. So the, the lay of the land is very different for me because I'm, I'm learning something that never happened before. So I um, can't wait till you know that you get have in the LLB that people could come and, and lobby again because no one could lobby in the um, in the LLB. They come to your office. That's off limits. So it's been um, something that I never knew before, anyways. But I just cannot wait till uh, everything is open. I'm a people's person. I am not a Zoom person. I'm a person that I want to see you like I've done business, like being the business agent with the Plumbers Union for my 20 years. You know, face to face. Because you know what. When things get ugly, Frank, you know when to go, excuse me, let's go have a cup of coffee. And for the right reasons, because when you do things business face-to-face, you get things done. Right now, you're hiding behind a screen, um, and it's just nothing that I, I'm used to, and I just cannot, I cannot wait to get back to normalcy. Um, I say this to everybody, you know, the Spanish flu, the third wave, the people back in the 19, early 1900s, guess what they went? They was finally like, we're, going, we're, we're living our lives. We're going back to life. We need to get back to normalcy. Let me ask you about some of your colleagues, right? You've just you just explained that you just got there. What about the guys that have been there, guys and gals that have been around for a for a long time uh, in Senate, whether it's from the uh, well from the Assembly side or from the Senate side? What are you hearing from them? Uh, there probably has to be, uh, I would assume, there's there's a lot of frustration on their end because they are not used to this at all. Yeah, no, they're not used to this. They're not happy. I, mean, I am very, very fortunate that we have a leader named um, um, 
Senator Robert Ward up out of Buffalo. He is just a, an amazing person. I'm, um, it's so funny. I call him Lieutenant Dan, and then he goes, well, you're my Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> so that was so funny. I'm sitting there. I really opened my mouth to put my foot in that that time. But it was funny because he is like a Lieutenant Dan. He's loving, but he's, he's stern. And, you know, for a 43-year-old man, um, I am very fortunate that he took me under his wing as the labor guy. Because you got to remember something, Frank, and you know this, and I always appreciate you always supporting me. And uh, you're a real gentleman, and I thank you always for that. But, you know, when you sit there and you're a labor guy, everybody will go, Senator Matera, you, you know, you, how are you not a Democrat? How, how, are you, how are you a Republican? You're a labor leader. That's supposed to be, oh, excuse me. The people I represent every day go to work hard every day and don't ask for anything for free. And nobody knows what to say to me. But getting back to your question, yes, they want to, they want, we want to go back. Our conference has been there. We've been up there. I'm going to be honest with you, the Democrats have been sitting there on their Zoom. They are very, very content to be on the Zooms. But our conference has been going up. We've been doing press conference. I think you saw the press conference we had with, with uh, the new county executive, Nassau County, uh, Bruce Blakeman. We had everybody up there, and it was great. We got all law enforcement up there, for, you know, with corrections, the PBAs um, from Suffolk and Nassau and Suffolk County, and it was a great press conference. I don't know if you saw it or not, but that was two weeks ago, and it went very, very well. And um, yes, no, our conference, you know, of course we want the majority, and, and again, guess what, Frank? I look at it where I'm like, okay, well, we're in the minority. I'm going to be working with both sides because that's what I've always done work, you know, be bipartisan, work across the aisle, you know, certain things, and certain things, you know, you're going to vote no on. But you know what? Our conference wants to, you know, normalcy. We want to go back. We want to, We don't want to do Zooms. We want to be face-to-face, going in the chamber, and you know what? And let's, you know, let's have our debates. Yeah, well, listen, you're an easy person to support, and I think from all ends and all angles, let me remind folks if they're just tuning in or they're turning on their radios a little late. Senator Mary Ma- Mario Matara is our very special guest, and, and he is uh, the, the senator representing the second senatorial district, and Senator Matera is, uh, I, I think, uh, he's loved on all sides, and it was a very, uh, a very easy choice for the voters to go there and uh, and support him. By the way, and when you mentioned your labor roots, there are a lot of folks on on all sides of the aisle who have uh, who who have uh, independent roots and roots that are are hybrid. If you'd uh, if if you would, let's get a little bit of your history. And and I I know Republicans in your area they love you and conservatives love you. So you you know you you appeal to a wide range. Let's get an idea of why that happened. And if you don't mind, let's do a history on 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 you, Mario, and. Uh, start from the beginning. Where were you born? Where were you raised? Okay, in the beginning, there it was. Um, my parents <clears throat> are from Island Park, and there it is. The Italian families in good old Island Park. You know the Al uh, Diamato days. And my mom went to school with uh, Tippy, which was Alphonse Diamato's brother. And there it was. My grandfather would have the signs on his car for Al Diamato running when he was a clerk first. And, you know, that's the way it was in the town of Hempstead. And, and yeah, I think you know this better than anybody. You know, you needed to get out there else, you know, because you were looking for jobs, you know, how it was back in the day. So there it was. My parents met in Island Park, and 
Dad, you know, Italian family, and my um, mom and dad, you know, young couple, and obviously they did their little fighting, and my mom would take my sister and I by our hands and, and walk us down the block to my grandmother's house, and my father goes, well, this isn't happening anymore. So he says, we're moving out to Huntington. We're going to go to move to Huntington. But they started looking at it because my dad's in the plumbing business and working for a plumber out of Huntington, and, you know, it was a little more expensive. And then they went a little further um, and they found the house in this concert, brand new house, ranch, 1,600 square feet. And um, we, I lived there for a long time in this concert. And so I'm, I'm just so you know, I'm going to be 59 this year, and I'm 57 years in this great town of Smithtown, where it's just great, great to raise a family. Um, you know, so there we come out here. You know, went through all the obviously, you know, from the schools, um, got into the apprenticeship program. Um, which was, you know, my dad, just to give a heads up, in 1971 was organized because he was working at Northport VA Hospital and wasn't getting paid the prevailing wage. And a delegate came up to him and started talking to him. My dad got so upset, he was working eight years for the, uh, um, this Christian plumbing at the time. And my dad came home and he said, goes to my mom, he goes, that's it, I'm, I'm quitting, I'm going with the union. My mom was all upset, you got uniforms, you, got, you have the, you know, the truck, you got two little kids, you can't be leaving. He goes, no, he goes, this is called you know, disrespecting me and my rights and what I was supposed to get paid. And my dad went to the union. He got organized in 1971. And, you know, from my dad went to work with, at Stony Brook when Stony Brook was being built. And then my dad went to work at, you know, Sean Nuclear Power Station at the time. And where I then went through the apprenticeship, you know, I, was, I wasn't going to go. I was going to go to college. And my dad's like, why wouldn't you go into, your, you know, trade? Why wouldn't you go into the apprenticeship program? And I said, you know, Dad, I don't know. He should take me out to side jobs, and I used to hate doing plumbing. And next thing you know, there it was. Got into the apprenticeship program, graduated from the apprenticeship program. But I got involved with the union politics early to help, to go, you know, with the, with the pick lines to make sure that we protected, the, you know, local jobs for local people. And I started very young, and I got involved. Um, so then I um, was noticed with the union. Um, in 1992, because we merged Nassau and Suffolk County, and the business manager at the time was a Nassau County um, business manager, and I was in Suffolk County. So when we merged, he noticed me because his son was on the job, and his son would say, "Boy, this this person Mario really worked, you know fights hard for the men because the boss's son was a real sob, if you know what I'm saying." And so Mario went, and I would go back at him because. I knew a lot more than he did. So it was very easy, but I hated when people were exploited. So I got noticed, I got a phone call, and then I became a century with Plumbers Local 200. And from a century, I went to the examining board next, and then to um, finance board, and then to the executive board. And then I received a phone call in 2003. Now let's talk about my beautiful wife first, because I got married in 1994. My beautiful wife, Terry, and we got married, and I was working at Stony Brook Hospital at the time. I was running all the uh, rehab work at Stony Brook Hospital. I was the foreman over there. Great job. You know what? Um, very, and it got very political in a lot of ways, too, being there. And may he rest in peace. Ron Laval was there, and he, he passed away of cancer. And then I got uh, close to Senator Laval. Because, you know, Senator Laval with Stony Brook, you know, he's, there's a reason why his name's on the stadium at Stony Brook. No, quite well-deserving, so, too. Very well-deserving. Well-deserving. Just a great man, a mentor to me. Very, I'm telling you, it was very excited for me um, that I got, you know, that I was asked for this position. So just to get back again with the Plumbers Union, 
um, I received um, a phone call when I was on the executive board that the business manager decided he had to leave because of health reasons, and the assistant business manager was taking over. He, he, so I received a phone call about being the business agent for Suffolk County. Now, I wasn't ready. I, fig- I figured another two more years. I have a four-year-old and a three-month-old you know, uh, daughter, Terry and I. And so my two daughters right now, I have uh, Jessica, 23, and my daughter, Jamie, is 19. So um, what happened was I received a phone call that, you know, for the business agent position. And I was taken back, went to my wife, Terry. I said, can you believe I just got a phone call? I don't know if I'm ready. She goes, what do you mean? You have to try to do it. Do it. Try it. And guess what? If you can't do it, go back to work with your tools. I go, wow. And you know what? And again, your wife is the most important person in your life. That's going to give you advice, especially if you can do it or you can't do it. So I said, yes, I had within 24 hours to make my decision, Frank. So there I was, you know, leaving Stony Brook. I made sure I put the right person in place, which is still there right now. That's running the, um, all the rehab work at the hospital. Um, and I became the business agent in 2003, which is, you know, 19 years ago. Wow. And then going through the years and meeting you, meeting people like you, I then, you know, got uh, Lynn Note decided she, uh, Lynn not decided, excuse me, she was termed out for legislator. And I think you remember, of course, my good friend Frank McKay, you, you endorsed me, the Independence Party, and it was something that was very special to me. And again, I was new, wasn't noticed with the GOP. Um, you know, there guys, who are you, you know, to come, who are you, like, what kind of person are you to come here and you think you could run for office and everything like that. But you know what, what I did was I did lose that election. I lost that primary. I was a three-way primary at the time. And that was in, um, 2013. Um, it was something very special that I did. It was one of the hardest things that I've done. I tell you one thing about running for office is the best weight training program. I dropped 20 pounds and then some right away. <laughs> So there, you know, I got noticed. And, you know, the GOP in Smithtown thought I was going away, but I didn't go away because I said, you know what? One thing, I have a goal. But I never thought that I was going to be running again for anything. But I said, you know what? I have to get involved like I've always did. So, you know, over the years, I got put on so many boards, which is important to me, especially my premier board was Suffolk County Water Authority, which I think you, you remember that. And a good, you know, and a good friend that we all love, and, and, and look at and look up to a mentor to me is Rich Schaefer. You know, you know, Richard Schaefer is, uh, is just a, a, a wonderful person, knows the right person, knows the right person for the job theory. That's what I always say. And Richie has been a mentor to me to, you know, make phone calls to talk to. And you know what? Both sides of the aisle call Richie still to say that's what kind of person. So, you know, sitting on boards with, you know, Catholic Health Services, you know, my St. James um, Civic, to sit on boards um, like the Suffolk County um, um, Plumbing um, Board with Consumers Affairs and Fire Protection, sitting on boards with the Smithtown Advisory Board with Ed Wareheim and all council people. You know, so there it is. I'm sitting on five boards and doing my job as the business agent slash organizer because I organized a lot of members to protect the members that have a decent wage, a decent health care, and a decent pension, which is everything to me. And it is one of the biggest highs in my life when I do get somebody that's been um, exploited and getting them a decent job and a future. It's just like one of the best feelings in the world. I may sound corny, but it's the truth. It really means so much to me, especially when 
um, somebody really wants a new career. And, and being a plumber that protects the health of the nation it means a lot to me. So uh, let me jump in just to remind folks who they're hearing. It, again, if you're just joining us, uh, you're hearing the voice of Senator Mary, Mario Matera, and he represents the second senatorial district here in New York State. Frank McKay here with uh, a, a, you know, a man who, uh, again, uh, can reach across aisles and get some, uh, some things done. And I, I think in a, a time like this for, for Long Island, certainly here in Suffolk County, uh, we could use that up in Albany. We're just not getting that. Uh, Senator, go back to what you're saying. All right, so just quick, I'm just going to go try to do this fast to give you my history of Mario Matera here. So then, you know, being on the boards got me noticed also, but getting involved. But I never thought that I was going to be receiving a phone call on March 26th of 2020. Now, the pandemic hit. Everybody doesn't know what's going on. I'm president at times. You know that, Frank. It was like March 1st. It's like, okay, what's going on with our lives? This is craziness, right? So, you know, our workers... Everybody, you know, is all nervous. I said, we're an essential workforce. We have to go to work. We have to make sure we protect, you know, our residents of, you know, Nassau and Suffolk County. So all of a sudden, March 26th, I'm sitting there with my beautiful wife, Terry, and the girls, and we make sure we sit down and we have dinner mostly every night um, because that's so important. That's like one of the most important um, times of the day is sitting down with your family and you know, and having a discussion, just talking. And you know what? We really look forward to doing that, all, all, all of us. And my phone, that's one thing we put our phones away. But me, I'm a phone person, and all of a sudden my phone's ringing. You look, I see it's Jesse Garcia, a great GOP chairman of uh, Suffolk County. Then all of a sudden I look, and there's a minute later, Bill Ellis, the Smithtown GOP chairman, which Bill and I got very, very close, and he's done an amazing job even supporting me when I wasn't running. And we got to be very close after that race um, when I ran for legislature back in 2013. Then I get a call also from, from Wayne Rogers. I don't know if you know Wayne Rogers, which sure, is a big sure. okay. Yeah. yeah, great guy, which Wayne Rogers is another person that said, you've got to make sure you stay in this. And a great labor leader with Carpenter's local. Just a great guy, great friend, great supporter. So I made sure after that, I said, boy, Terry, something's going on. And I really thought that, you know, they were calling me up because they were going to have somebody um, um, else that they were thinking about, you know, and, uh, you know, for this, for John Flanagan's spot. And then maybe they were going to call me about for the ledge again, you know, yeah. running for legislature for 13. All of a sudden, I, you know, called Jesse Garcia. And Jesse goes, Mario, goes, are you sitting down? I says, I will. <laughs> so I sat down, and he says to me, he goes, Mario, he goes, I just want to give you a heads up. Um, there's, there's a couple names out there, but your name is the top contender for running for the second Senate district for John Flanagan's seat. I'm like, Jesse, seriously? Come on. Where are you coming up with me, and I'm qualified enough to do this? He goes, stop. Listen to me. You were so well-respected. He goes, you could work with both sides. You're a labor leader. We want the Republican Party wants to show that we are labor friendly. I get we haven't done it enough. And me as a new chairman of Suffolk County, I want to show that we are labor friendly because we are and we're not out there enough showing that. And I say, well, Jess, I said, I'm going to tell you something. That's something uh, very interesting to me that you're asking me this. I really appreciate it. But he goes, please, before you say no, just please think about it. Don't say anything before you say yes or no. This, that's, I says, all right, let me, let, me, let me think about this long and hard. And the first person you go to is your wife. 
I went to my beautiful wife, Terry, and I said, can you believe the phone call I just received? She goes, what? She goes, oh, they want, they're, they're asking me, that they're considering me for um, the spot for um, Second Senate District, New York State Senate. So she goes, you know, John Flanagan seat. She goes, okay. I said, Terry. I go, and I have within 24 hours to make my decision. Now think about something. I just said something to you back in 2003 about me being the business agent. The same thing. You have 24 hours to make the decision. I'm like this. I'm like, my father is looking down on me. May my, my, my dad rest in peace. He's looking down at me going, boy, Mario, you got to do this. You got to try it. And here's my beautiful wife, Terry, saying to me again, give it a shot. If it doesn't work, Mario, it's a two-year term. If it doesn't work, look at the schedule. The schedule didn't work. I said, but I, could, I couldn't leave as a business agent because of me with my terms and stuff. I couldn't leave. Not that I needed to leave. Found out from ethics that I, did, I, I had no problem still being the business agent for what I do. And next thing you know, I called Jesse back at the next day, which that was on a Thursday. I called him back on that Friday. And I said, Jess, I said, you know what? I'm gonna, let's do it. Let's go. And let's see what we could do to help, you know, change the demographics. Let's see what we could do to help with a whole bunch of stuff, with, especially with labor, because I really care about the hardworking men and women in labor to make sure they get a decent wage, decent health care, and a decent pension, and to make sure that we have local jobs for local people for, to keep the revenue here because construction is the backbone of the whole economy. And, you know, Jesse would, came to me. We sat on a, on a Saturday. We had a discussion. And I said to him, I go, just give you a heads up. I really work very close with a lot of the people that are on the other side of the aisle. And he goes, Mario, that's what I love about you. He goes, please. I know you're going to make the right decisions. There's going to be certain votes that you're going to have to really look at, but there's going to be certain votes that I understand way, how you're going to be voting. And next thing you know, there it was. Got the campaign going, campaign money. I got backing from all the unions. I, I raised over 300, I think over $300,000 in one, <laughs> one fundraiser. I was so excited about that. Everybody was just so excited that I was running. And I got, my opponent was actually a trooper, not a nice person, by the way, but then we won't get into that. But I got all backing from all law enforcement, and he was a trooper. <laughs> yeah. well, listen, Senator, hold your, hold your thought, uh, and let me remind folks once again, 2nd Senatorial District uh, is represented by a, a, a wonderful guy who is a, a true independent. Yes, Republican, conservative for sure, but uh, there are people from all sides that support him. Mario Matera, Frank McKay here, taking a quick break. Uh, we'll come back right after this with more Breaking It Down. I'd like to welcome everyone back to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here, and you're listening to our weekly edition of 52 Players and Mario Matera. Senator from the 2nd Senatorial District is our very special guest, Frank McKay, here once again, much more importantly. Senator Matera, how are you? We're doing great, and I thank you so much to all the listeners. Um, I really appreciate you, Frank, and for what you do and, and your, you being a mentor to me and, and you know what, and caring about the, uh, our, our residents and our communities, um, you know what, and telling the real truth. That's what I love. That, in other words, you know what? There's no sugarcoating with Frank McKay, and that's what I love about you. Oh, listen, right, right back at you. And, and let me let me ask you this: uh, How much different is the position uh, now that you're there, and now that you're representing, and and you're you know going back and forth to Albany? How much different is it now than what you anticipated it would be when you were running for the uh, for the same office? You know, I really thought. Frank, that I could go up there, 
and, you know, sitting, you know, obviously it's different atmosphere because what's happened with COVID. Um, do I feel that, you know, uh, um, leader Andre Stewart Cousins could really open things up? I am, you know, safety is first and we all understand that, but you know what, we need to get back to the people's business. Um, again, this is new to me and this is how it's been. I want, I never got to see everybody, all 63 senators in the chamber. You know, you got five and five. So it's like, and then you have to, you know, then you go and out and somebody has to come back in, you know. Um, and so, you know, these Zooms, I just can't wait till it's over with, like we said before. But, you know, um, I just, being in the minority um, isn't fun. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, being in the majority, obviously, is, is better because you're going to get things done and you're, you're begging. Like right now, I'm, I'm right now begging um, for four, close to $4 million that the town of Smithtown is supposed to receive from a SAM grant. And I am trying to do whatever I could do. This is from Senator Flanagan. When we did have the majority, then all of a sudden we lost the majority um, in 2018. Um, now we have these SAM grants that are out that need to be paid out. And it's very difficult that you're sitting there and you're calling everybody and what can we do? And, and you know, I'm not used to that. I should be able to, that got approved. We should be able to get that money so it goes back into the Smithtown's capital budget. Smithtown put that, took that money out of their budget, from, and that was slated for other infrastructure for our sewers. And you know how I am about infrastructure. Infrastructure is key for us to, to, to have the proper growth. Smithtown has not been sewered. And you know what? To work hard, when I was on St. James Civic with our president, uh, Kerry Moore, we made sure we sat down with Senator Flanagan and to sit down with him to explain to him how important doing a downtown um, revitalization not just to change the uh, water main, which was the first order of business that Smithtown Supervisor Wareheim put in when he was elected four years ago. First order of business, $2.4 million to put the water main in because I brought it to his attention that the water main was over 60 years old, the pipe was inferior, and we needed to change if you're going to be doing all this work. Next thing you know, we did a beautiful St. James downtown, downtown revitalization, and I got, then sat down with Senator Flanagan um, and explained to him how important while we have the road open going to save the taxpayers a lot of money. We have the road open. We can get the sewer, dry sewer main in to either go north or south. Let's get that sewer main in, and we're going to save the taxpayers a lot of money in the future. And Senator Flanagan said, let's do it. Got the, we had a press conference. Everything was great, but we still haven't received the money, Frank. And I'm sitting there and saying, you know what? Really? Why? That money should be paid. I do have a bill that's out right now that I'm hoping that's going to go to the floor. And it's a bill that any SAM grant that was approved needs to be paid in whole before any new SAM grant moving forward. And you probably understand what I'm saying here. And you know what? Do you really think that's going to happen? I doubt it, but I'm going to make sure that the residents and everybody understands this. But, Frank, we need to make sure that we can have a voice, even if we're in the minority. Well, listen, it's, it's, it's so important. People out there probably just said amen when you, uh, when you said that. But Mario Matera is our very special guest. If you're just joining us a little late, again, uh, he, he represents the second senatorial district here in Suffolk County in the state of New York. And again, Senator Mario Matera is one of our 52 players. Right, l let me ask you, Senator, the, the, one of the things you hear so much about is uh, the unemployment going on, and there's, there's folks that have applied for that. I'm sure your, your office gets flooded with phone calls about unemployment 
Um, you know, obviously uh, mandates and different things like that, and and you know the sewers. You're getting uh, is is that are those the top three situations uh, that people are concerned with when they call your office? Uh, if not, what what else is on that list? What are the biggies? Well, I'm just going to tell you something. I'm very very proud of my office. I have a. Our chief of staff, Rob Carapoli, who's doing an amazing job. I have a leg- legislative director up in Albany, Tim Ragazzo, that was, I don't know if you remember, Senator um, Robach. Very well, um, Senator Robach. Yes, and I have Tim Ragazzo, which is my legislative director, that's up in Albany. He's doing a great job. Um, I have uh, Anne-Marie uh, Lang, which is my, you know, she sets up all my scheduling. And we have uh, Corinne Murphy, I have, which is doing a great job with, uh, with uh, public relations. Um, we just hired um, two two new people also um, that are in our office, and uh, and then I have my reception, Debbie. Um, so we have a great office staff that, especially Emery, anything with the unemployment problems, because a lot of people did. She got she got right on the phone because she was with Senator Flanagan's office. She knows everybody up there, and she was getting that done. So we really, really did a great job with that, and the great job that our office did also is that the, especially our elderly that wanted to be wanted the vaccination right away. Our office did whatever we had to do to make sure we had people feeling comfortable right away when the vaccine came out. And you got to say, my office went even on Facebook and, and Craigslist, and they did everything to make sure wherever we could find to get vaccinated for our residents, we did. And I'm so, I got to commend them. Um, we had, um, matter of fact, she, uh, Jeanine Barbera um, Daly, she just actually just went back with the courts she was um, with our counsel over here in my office, and she just she just left. She just went for another job, but she did a great job uh, making sure that we had people vaccinated. But you know what bothers me, Frank? Right now, we have six percent of people on unemployment. We have more jobs than there are people. We, as as legislators, need to make sure we get these people back out to work and enforce them to show that, in other words, you need to get back to work, and you know what, and stop collecting unemployment. And it's just not right that when you have 6% unemployment out there and there's more jobs than people, something's wrong with that, Frank. Yeah, it, listen, it, uh, once again, I think a lot of people will agree with you on on that. Uh, there are, you know, look, we're facing problems that I, I don't remember ever facing, you know, such as the uh, supply chain uh, issues. I, I've I've never even heard of this before. You know, b- before the pandemic, uh, so many things are, are happening because of. Uh, I, I guess maybe people are getting too much money from the, uh, from the, from the government, and they'd rather not work. But but why are we having issues here in New York State with the supply chain? I mean, is it all federally connected? Is it state? Um, is it state warranted? What's the but what's the issue with the supply chain? Why do we see empty shelves in certain uh, supermarkets? All right. Well, you know as well as I know. Look at the cargo ships that are out in our harbors. Okay. This is this is this is just terrible. That in other words, we have a leadership in the federal government. That in other words, get the national guard, get them to unload these cargo ships. Do what we have to do right now. And look at inflation. The highest it's been since 1980. This is ridiculous that we have government that is failing us. I mean, I think you just heard the president speak the other day for over an hour, almost close to two hours. And then to be honest with you, I don't know what you got out of it because I got nothing out of it. You know what I got? I got somebody that was up there saying that he's the be- he was the best president, what he's done in the last year, than any president ever. Really? I think it's the opposite. 
you are failing, and I don't want to see anybody fail. I am, listen to me, I am a common sense person. I always say this, and you're always going to hear me say this. It's politicians that get nothing done, and elected officials get things done. I will always be the elected official. No matter if I get it done or I don't, you're always going to hear my voice. Okay, because I've been like that as the business agent with the plumbers union. I made sure with all kinds of developers, I sat down with them. They think, oh, there it is, the union, this and that. Just please give me the opportunity. Maybe not the first time, maybe not the second time, but the third time I'm finally going to get a seat, a seat and I'm going to get my contractors to bid on the work. And guess what? Once we're on that job, that is the easiest part. My job is done because we have the best work for us with the building trades that there is. And you know what? People are getting paid properly. But you know what? I, we have government control right now that is doing nothing to unload those cargo ships. We need, that's why we have inflation. That's the reason why everything is, is skyrocketing. You know what? I got, there's a bill out right now that the Democrats, they want to raise, they want to put 55 cent tax on top of our gas, you know, our fuel for our cars, our fuel heating oil, and our natural gas. They raise it 55 cents a gallon. Really on top of what we're doing right now, that bill I will be fighting to death to make sure that doesn't happen, to tax the people. I am for renewable energy, well, till it's perfected. Right now, our natural gas supply needs to be here for us for our future till, guess what, renewable energy is perfected. It's going to take decades before that is going to happen. And you know what the problem is? Anybody can go sit there and say, everybody's going to have an electric car. Good luck with that. Let's talk about 30, 40 years from now, if that's going to be the case. But you know what? I love that, in other words, that we have government that's sitting there and saying, Guess what? We're going to be electric tomorrow morning. It's not going to happen. And what you're going to do is you're going to hurt development by not having natural gas still as our fossil fuel. That is the cleanest burning fossil fuel that we reclaim the exhaust. That's why I am not just a labor guy, but I do sit on the uh, transportation, which is for our infrastructure. So again, to answer your question, let's get people to unload those cargo ships and stop it. Senator, I, I'm thrilled to have you in public office. I, I think you're one of those people who should be there. You're honest, you're open, and uh, thrilled to have you here on the show. Congratulations on all your success up there and everything that you're, you're getting done. Frustrating, yes, but trying to get done. And you're one of those guys who can you know, cross the aisle and, and reach across the aisle and get it done. Uh, Senator, do you have a, a website or a social media site you want to leave us with? Yes, yes, I do. And what I like to do is it. My website is Matera M A T T E R A at nysenate.gov. Well, Senator, I want to thank you very much for being here and keep up the great work. You know what, Frank and all listeners, I thank you so so much. And do me a favor. Let's pray for all of our healthcare workers, our cleaners our food prep administrators that lost their jobs and making sure that we could do whatever we could do to make sure they stay here and get their jobs back. Um, very upsetting. And please, let's all pray for them and do what we have to do to get their jobs back here in New York State. Uh, well said. Very importantly, uh, everyone, our very special guest has been Senator Mario Matera. He represents the 2nd Senatorial District. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on 52 Players. 